0: the and marinade, they like parkin', I'm the one who can validate your candidates Thinking bout hopping in barricades, no failures out of life, but every night niggas celebrate No type of shit that I'm on, stories on my right arm Tattoos, television, and nights that I kept the light on This shit could change your life, huh? A shot could change your night, huh? No wonder why they look up the hundred, I'm like an icon My number chose. loading up bullets that look like Amber Rose Niggas get running like they the pantyhose I don't like broaches, I smoke them all And I don't like haters at all Don't give a fuck if you joking But my chick is a fan of my stroking And I know she keep her fantasies open I done swam on the ocean I don't even understand the commotion A cave Fly when it's chosen I thought you niggas was cold Thought you niggas had the streets in a the frenzy They don't say it but they reek into the envy And they too weak to offend me Nowadays I don't sleep through the night And just because he co sign I don't mean that he nice Nah, nah. He got paper, but I don't mean that he right. And just because the shit jumpin', I don't mean that he might. I never had shit given, that's the reason I'm bright. I dead niggas, it's the season of life. Let go believe in the grace. Yeah, I grind I put my mind over matter. And foes pull a nine and they scatter. But it don't matter. Mama said you got the
1: angels. Welcome to episode 52 of We Going In Presents. Today my guest is 100 Grand Royce who joins me to talk about his latest EP, Nice Guys Finish Last. We also talk about our collaborations, Mind Control and Mind Control 2, his creative process, his grind as an artist, and much more. After the interview, make sure you check out all the links on wegoingin.com. Royce, it's been more than a minute and I think we're long overdue for catching up, especially with the project you just dropped, Nice Guys finished Last, but first things first, you know, with everything you did in 2019, seems like that was a really good year for you.
2: Yeah, actually, was well, not for nothing, it was a good year. Got a lot done.
1: What would you say, like, were the biggest accomplishments, things you're most proud of looking back?
2: Things I'm most proud of looking back? Well, uh, career-wise, you know, I finally got my production off the ground. I got—I got, I finally dropped a project with with Max Dollars. We've been trying to drop a a a, a tandem project together for a long time, and um, you know, I got my my real estate career off the ground. So, you know, 2019 was a big gift me. I can't say anything was bigger than the other, but they all equaled out to make it a good year.
1: That's awesome. How how is real estate treating you? I know that's like another tough grind right there.
2: Uh, it's, it's not bad so far. So far, so good. So far, so good. You know, it's a, it's a process. It's a process, but you know, the hard part is done. The hard part is actually getting started. Right so now, you know, it's just, it's trying to make everything easy now. But getting getting in and getting started was the hard part.
1: And I, I definitely saw on your Twitter that you had parent teacher conferences tonight, and that um, there might have been a little anxiety about you guys going in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, 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 you know, I'll take, take my daughter to a uh, parent teacher conference and the look on her face, man. I mean, everything was good, you know, they, they great children, they great students, but just to look on that face, it made me laugh because I still had the same face during a parent teacher conference. But my results was way different than hey. theirs. They doing actually good. My results were different. Right? <laughs> I mean I had that face. I had the same face for a
1: reason. <laughs> you just never know too. Like I feel like as a kid I remember that, like you never know what the teacher's gonna actually say. Like you think it's all good and, and you just don't know. And, and and the other thing is you don't wanna really see your teacher and your mom and your dad like become friends.
2: In the same room. You don't even want to no let alone friends, you don't want them to be in the same room together at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Not while you there.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm glad that That's all worked. Of it. I'm glad that all worked out, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad she's good.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, they doing good, man. So shout out to my girls and they smart as hell.
1: That's awesome. And you know, news that rocked the whole world this week is obviously you know Kobe's tragic passing, his daughter Gianna, and the seven other people that were on that helicopter. You know, how, how did you react? And you know, what, what did you think when you heard that news? <laughs> and just you know how shocking that was
2: it's crazy i was i was sitting on my phone you know just scrolling my timeline and i seen you know i seen tmz put it up and i must have seen it at the moment they put it up because i didn't see it anywhere else So at first i didn't believe it i'm like this is a this is a messed up joke to like be playing on on but you know as i as i stayed online a little bit longer i seen it was true you know i ain't gonna lie I was devastated like you would like Kobe's a superhero like I, I didn't even know how to respond to that like I was just that shit crushed me like it really crushed me like Co- like not Kobe like you know what I mean not Kobe so all this time like like I've been trying to not process it like I've been staying away from the grief posts and I'm just trying to stay away from it as much as possible because it hurts so much like to lose somebody like that you know in our culture Even though you know he was like he was born and raised in Italy or whatnot, he still like his game and and his drive and mentality transcended. You know all the cultures he grew up around, which is why he was able to relate to everybody that that touched him. Like you know what I mean. So that's a big loss for the culture, and I'm I'm still feeling it. So I'm I'm trying to stay away from you know all all the posts that it's just too much. Like it's too much grief at the moment.
1: Yeah, and it's on ESPN nonstop still. I mean, today's Wednesday, and it's like three three straight days, you know. And it's like, you know, it's it's tough to watch. That's hard. And
2: the thing about the thing about me, like I'm a sports guy, so like I go to sports to escape the drama of daily life. Like, you know what I mean? That's sports is everybody's escape. So when that drama makes it makes it into sports, it just makes everything that much harder. Like because if the grief is in your escape, it's like, where do you go after that? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's a great... what it is. Rest in peace to Kobe, man. I'll never, I'll never, never, never forget him.
1: Man, no doubt, and... You know something that you did last year, towards the end of the year, I got a great you know notification on my Spotify that you had a new project out. So, you know, I was I was super happy because it, it, it surprised me too just to see see it come out. And you know, nice guys Finished last came out towards the end of 2019. You know, what motivated you to to do that kind of surprise drop and get that out there?
2: Honestly, I, I wouldn't even say it was a surprise drop. Like I was going through some stuff personally and. And musically, and that project, it came in maybe like a week and a half. Like, I, you know, I I started one joint, and I went to Cali the next week. I wrote another joint in Cali, and I finished it up probably the next two days after I came back. So it it was one of those projects. As soon as I started it, I finished it immediately. It was just, I don't know, it's just one of those projects where it just comes out of you like you know you don't really put too much effort into it i just let the pen go and it went from there like all all, i didn't search for beats all that was in one pack that was one pack that i knocked out one shot and it's one of my favorite projects to this day because you know it's a lot of relatable stuff on there
1: Sometimes I feel, too, like those projects that really just happen organically and quickly sometimes end up being better than those projects you spend three years overthinking and revising, too. Sometimes, like, I think it's good just to, to do it and get it out.
2: Definitely, definitely. It, it, I'm usually one of those guys that overthink and overwork and, and redo projects over and over and over again. Like, I'm a perfectionist, but that project, like I really didn't have to do too much like that. All I had to do was actually put the words to paper, but the feeling, the vibe, the emotion, everything was there already. Like everything was there. Everything that's in that project, even from the title, Night finished last. Everything was there. All I had to do was make the words translate into music.
1: And I feel like you and Max Dollars, like you guys have had a great chemistry. I mean from when I first heard you, you were working with him and that we go we go back a while now. So I mean you know, it's, it seems like it's overdue that you guys do something together that's, like, longer than a few songs. Definitely. And
2: that's the thing about me. Like, I like to work with who I work with. Like, I don't really stray too far outside. Like, if who I've been working with is who I've been working with. Like, and we got great chemistry. Like, he, he knows he knows what I sound good on. And that's the thing about Max. Like, he this is the first time he actually, like, like he actually was God in the project like he was picking the songs that he like like you know we really we really did this together he didn't rap on it he did the production but he did just as much as a producer as I did as an artist
1: and 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 I, and, and you guys' sounds it's it's always been a great compliment to each other i feel like you're at your best over those really dramatic intense sounding beats
2: <laughs> yeah it's true like a lot of people tell me that but you know, I, I, I think I got a little more range than that. But,
1: oh, I think you, know, you got more. Love that. I think you, you got, got that love range. love that for me. Like, I enjoy so you I over tried... any beats, but I really hear you. Like, like those are the beats that I'm like, oh man, that's a classic hundred grand Royce
2: beat. Yeah. yeah. and that's the thing. Like, I, I took a break from that so so people could miss it, and then when I came back with it, I gave them exactly. They knew exactly what to expect when they knew when. You heard that I was dropping a project with Mac Dollars. Like, everybody knew what to expect with that, like, and that was, that was the point. But we do, we do got good chemistry. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's undeniable.
1: Right, and I feel like Max's sound and then the work that we've done have been two pretty different sounds overall. But like, exactly, you, you can make that work.
2: That's what I want to do. Like, I want to give them pockets of sound. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to do projects yeah. with with assorted producers on one project. I'm trying to do tandem projects with everybody I work with. Like, like our stuff, we got, a, we got a whole certain sound from our projects. Like, I don't know if people catching on to that yet. But yeah. we got a whole sound, and that's the sound that I grew up on, that I still listen to to this day. So, that's the sound that I love to touch, and, you know, it's easy for me to get on those, too.
1: And th- And those, to me, like, I mean... I'm biased obviously because I had a part in making those happen but like like, you know what I mean like I love listening to those and it never gets old like you know you could go mind control one mind control two and it like it really blends into each other
2: Yep, and I'm gonna keep having that keep having that you know blend into each other the way we're doing it yeah we gotta say that that a lot of people love but a lot of people won't you know they won't go looking for it you know it gotta be right in front of their face but once they get a hold of it, they love it. That's the same thing everybody tells me with control. Like, you know, why you ain't telling me you got this? And where's this? And if They get a hold of that, they're like, oh, shit. Like, this is fire. <laughs> and, you know, that's how we just keep doing We keep rocking the way we rock it.
1: Exactly. And you know, I always have some new beats for you, too, man.
2: And they fire, too. We get great feedback. We get great feedback. That's why I try to perfect them. them joints we dropped in. The feedback is crazy.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I get the same thing. So it's like, you know, it, it, it's it's working, and, and you know that that chemistry is right there. I mean, you know, the other thing I appreciate about you too is, as long as I've I've known you, and I think we're going on almost a decade. It's like you don't chase features or say like I got to get this guy on this song. You know, like you said earlier, you really work with who you work with. You know is that a conscious choice that you've made to basically say like, I'm not going to need to rely on other names to really carry me and that I can do this myself and with my team.
2: It's crazy. Cause I have a lot of features with a lot of rappers, but when it comes down to, to, to project, I'm not the type of guy that's going to chase you down for a verse or send you a beat and have you wait, me waiting six months, you know, to write 16 balls. Like, I don't, I don't work that way. So, If you're not ready to knock it out when I'm ready to knock it out, then let's just, let's just stay cool as artists that don't work with each other.
1: And, you know,
2: I'll I'll, I'll keep my sound the way it is and let them work the way they work. And if it does happen, I don't chase artists, no. But if it does happen, I'm not against working with anybody. But you got to have a certain type of work ethic. I can't be waiting eight, nine months for a verse or you wait till you hear my verse to put your verse on it, yeah, you know, I, I don't work like that. So, you know, I rather I rather keep things nice and simple, <coughs> smooth and sweet. Work with who I work with.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you, you've got all hundos. So is that just you at this point, or are you bringing along a team with you on all hundos?
2: Oh, I got I got, I got a couple people I'm working with right now. My little guy, No Limit Brand, he's sixteen. He's coming up right now. And well, I got him in the studio working on stuff. You know, just tightening things up. But I want to get some younger artists that I want to feed game to. All hundles was something I wanted to build from the ground up. You know, the show, like, when I was a young artist, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just following what everybody else was doing. So I wanted to build something from the ground up to show somebody at that age when I was, when I was coming up, that it's not that hard. Like You know what I mean? You can build something from the ground up and watch it grow. And then have it have the ability to feed others, and that's the long term goal for us.
1: That's awesome. You know, what in terms of like your experiences, like you know, what do you feel like you've learned the most? You know, in your experiences in the game so far, that you can really impart on the the next generation. Well, a couple
2: a couple things I can tell you is music is timeless and forever. If you, if you treat it correctly. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are, music is forever. It's going to last forever. Frank Sinatra, when he was alive, he was, he was, I don't know how old he was. He still was doing music, but he was old. So it's one of those things that, that even if you don't, even if you want to get away from it, you probably never get away from it. That, and you got to work. You got to, if somebody told me, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. So work on music every day, always work. And you know, everything else falls into place after that. You got you to gotta not be afraid, you know, to pull your sleeves up and get dirty. Like, that's all. Everything else comes after that. You got the work ethic. Everything else comes after that in music. You make good music and consistently uh-huh. work on your craft. Everything else falls into place and just keep learning. Keep learning the business. The business changes every three weeks. That's how I feel. So if you don't got... If, you, if you're not in tune with how the business is moving, then you'll get stuck behind and you'll stop making music because the business is moving too fast for you. So as much as you got to do music, you actually got to learn the business part of it as well as often as you do music.
1: So what do you think has changed really because you came up in the blog era where there was a completely different marketing scheme, it was a completely different way to get your music heard to now where it's not so much about the blogs anymore and they're not front and center like they were. So what has changed in your approach in terms of like getting your music heard and marketing yourself?
2: Well I well from the blog era to now is one thing I learned is that now is like you gotta have a hot song to, to grab people's attention. Like but the thing about having that hot song to grab people's attention is people have very short attention spans. So if that's something you really want to do me, as an artist, I've always took pride in my, my bodies of work, my actual project. Like, I take pride in how the project fails from song one to the last song. So that's something about me that's never going to change. Like, right? And that was the thing about the blog. In the blog era, you could give somebody a project, and you could listen to the whole project on that website. You didn't really have to send them anywhere. You know, you could get a whole screenplay, but now you got one chance you know, one single, and if that's it, then you blow, hopefully you get your streams up. But me, I, I take more pride in making a classic body of work where you listen to it from beginning to end. And I try to give you enough depth in my music where my music also lasts. Because it's going to take you a while to decipher some of the things that's happening in them songs. It's a lot happening, and you're never going to get it on the first layer. It's like an onion. You got to keep peeling and peeling and peeling until you actually understand what this project is. And that's one thing about me that's never gonna change. Well,
1: that's what I love about this too, is I feel like as much as I've listened to Nice Guys Finish Last, you know, new stuff pops out all the time. And you know, you hear a line a different way and you see like how you're piecing it together. So I really like that. You know, what's that writing process like where you can intentionally kind of layer your music so that you can't just absorb it all in that first listen?
2: it's just how I write. I don't, I don't, I can't write so blatant. Like, you know, I, I I take pride in what I'm saying and how one line flows into the next. And I'm not just trying to give you bullshit. So, you know, I'm not going to give you, you know, blatant bullshit in your face. I'm, I'm going to give you some deep shit where it's going to take a little, a little while to decipher what's actually going on. So that's just how, it's just how I write. Like, you know, I sit, and I concentrate, I don't really bullshit around when it comes time to make music, like, I lock in. I look, when I'm writing, I look at my lines. Like, you know, I look at what I'm saying. I read what I'm saying to myself. You know what I'm saying? As if, as if in school when you're writing essays, like, you know, you're not just going, some kids, you could just write as many words as they could until they got to that word mark. And then some kids are actually trying to say something so you can understand, get a good comprehension or what you read and it's no different in music. I'm not going to just give you words until you got sixteen bars. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna get my message across, whatever that may be. I'm gonna do that on every verse or every song. And that's that's just how it is.
1: No doubt. And so when you do write, I mean do you find it's a pretty quick process or do you find you do that you do go back and, and you you're a perfectionist with that piece as well?
2: Um it's usually a quick... For me, it's usually a quick process. Like, you know, 30, 45 minutes. Maybe an hour and a half. I'll I knock the song out. But, like, my perfection comes after, you know, after the song is laid. I don't really change too much, but I might mix it a little differently or, you know, take out take out a verse or swap my verses around. But I don't really try to go back in and do that too much. Like, once I once I write the song and I'm comfortable spitting it from beginning to end then I'm good to go, though. You don't really... I, I try not to do that too much because then a song get old to you and you ain't really feeling it too much. So a lot of them songs is... A lot of them songs is feelings. feeling. Some some songs I won't even mix again because I don't want to get the feeling wrong. So as much as I perfect giving them the song when I'm writing it, it's more feeling than anything, man. That's the thing about Nice Guys Finish Last. That whole project is feeling. I think I the order of the songs. I think the order I wrote them in is all that project is all the feeling. It's a it's a multitude of them, but in the grand scheme of things, that was more feeling than actual perfection. You know what I mean?
1: Right, and you know when I when I look at that too, you you from from early on you've been a fan of that two verse song even before people were really doing that with you know, before it became kind of a norm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like with a lot of your songs, they come in just under two minutes or just over two minutes, but you don't really have a lot of those three-verse, you know, four-and-a-half-minute songs. You know, what what motivated you to take that approach and to to use that song format?
2: <laughs> it's funny because, like, I take that approach because you sitting and you playing music for somebody, might not be my I could be playing anything for anybody. But you, you can look in their face and see the moment their attention span shut off. And I, 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 from early, I, early, 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 I took note of that, like, you, you play a song for somebody and see how long it takes them from the moment they tuned in to the moment their attention span shuts off. It might be they ask somebody a question or check their phone for a second. But that's usually in the second verse, the end of the second verse, going into the third verse. If it's whack, it might be during the first verse. But... Very rare, dude. you play a song for somebody that got three verses in it, they're going to sit and listen to the whole three verses. It's, just, it's very rare. It doesn't happen too often. So I'll, I always knew I'm not going to have you not paying attention to me at the end of my song. So by the time my song was over, you took in the full extent of it. and You know what I mean? Like, it's all about keeping their attention. And some people, you got to wait. Until the third verse for them to really get into the bag now nah, I'm trying to get into my bag from verse one and then shut it down by by the end of verse two
1: and if you're listening to the radio or mix shows they usually cut the songs after one or two verses anyway
2: Ex- exactly and that's the other thing you know you pay four or five thousand or uh, twenty thousand thirty thousand for a feature verse and you might not get your verse heard at the end of the song like dJ might just chop you off so that's the, that's the thing about doing features too you might not even get your verse played and it's a waste of a song so you know what i mean like i need your full attention when you're listening to me i'm not gonna give you no bullshit. like if you know me i need your full attention when you listen to my music that don't mean you can't ride to it because you can ride to it you can jam to it you know what i mean you can knock your chick down to it you can do whatever but i still need your attention because i'm not I'm not talking just to talk, and I'm not rapping just to hear myself rap.
1: And on Dreams, you know, you talk about that. You know, you say that um, you don't have any time to waste. You know, so what kind of sense of urgency do you feel in terms of getting your music heard and, and getting your music out there?
2: That's the thing about making music. Like, I try to make it timeless, so, so it, it doesn't matter how fast they catch it or when they listen to it. I just know that when they do listen to it, Like it's something that's going to stick. It's something that's going to stick. I I don't want to give nobody anything that's not going to stick to them. So, you know, if you hear something old or you hear something new, hold on. If you hear something old you hear something new, it it should stick stick to you when you hear it.
1: And a song like Nobody Told Me, you know, you're really addressing people that second-guessed you and whether you could do it or not. And you know, how much does that stay with you and how important has that belief in yourself been in terms of you continuing to make music and really believing in yourself that, that this is, you know, what you want to do?
2: This is actual real-life emotion and feelings on this project, especially... I can't even say especially that song because there's a couple of them that's like that, but that's just one of them. Like, you know, you can sit and tell people your goals all day. And me, I I'm good with... I'm good with body language and shit. Like, so if I'm telling you something, like, if I know you're not feeling me, all right, I'm going to show you then because I'm going to take that show you better than I can tell you. And sometimes you got to show them. And after I show them, then I'm going to hit you with the song. This is for the people that told me I wouldn't make it here. How you feel the shit? I predicted the shit that got me here. Now I'm at the top of the mountain breathing the atmosphere. It's all for the love. Nah, it's all for the dog. So I'm telling them, like, like, I told you all of this was going to happen. I sat and rambled to people over and over about the stuff I wanted to accomplish. And, you know, they might be like, yeah, yeah, you want to do it. you want to do it. But they know they don't really believe you. And you know they don't really believe you. So sometimes you got to just show them. And then when you show them, then you hit them with the song. Like, fuck out of here. I know what I was doing. Like, you ain't believe me. But, that hold that. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, man, that's just part of it.
1: No doubt. Do you feel like with "Nice Guys Finish Last" and the new music you're working on, like you're continuing to silence anybody who's still doubting you?
2: Craig, I'm silencing everybody. I feel like I feel like I'm in the. I'm not gonna say I'm in the best pocket I've ever been in, but I'm feeling the most creative I've ever felt. I've ever felt. This is the. I've, I've been doing the most music that I've ever done, and I got I got projects and mixtapes and Lucy's and all that shit, but. This is the most I've ever been locked in. Every time I hit the studio, every time. So this is a, This is a different path for me because I haven't been on this path before. So I'm gonna just keep recording and keep putting out music, and I'm gonna flood them. I'm gonna flood them, and then and then fall back, and then let them catch it as they wanna catch it.
1: And that's the beauty of having everything online. Is you know somebody might listen to Nice Guys Finish Last, or they might listen to the next project that comes out. Hopefully, that's Mind Control Three, Mind um, Control, and then they can go back and say like you know I can't believe I missed the first two, or you know what else has what else has he done, and really go back. So I mean, I feel like that's one of the advantages today is you put something great out, you get somebody who's going to go back through your entire catalog, you know, in the and near that's future. That's the
2: thing about the that's the thing about the the blog era, like because. Some a lot of those links are gone. A lot of those links is gone. So they don't know that I'm sitting on a treasure trove of great music that, you know, some links might be expired and they haven't hit, you know, the streaming providers yet. You know what I mean? So slowly but surely I'm gonna start putting some of that old stuff out too. Like so so by the time you, you actually, you know, locked into to me to 100 Grand Royce and realize what I was doing before, that stuff will be there for you. And you'll realize you've been sleeping a lot longer than you should have been.
1: No, exactly. And, you know, even going back to those Dutch New York days, you know, what do you feel is the biggest difference between Dutch New York and 100 Grand Royce today?
2: Uh, at Dutch New York, I I really didn't know what I was doing. Like, I just wanted to rap. I was still on the block. I was still in the streets. I just wanted to rap. Like, and you know, as I transitioned and changed my name, like, I started learning the business more and learning how to build myself up as an artist, as an entity more. And I did it all to, and everything I did from changing my name on, I did consciously with building that entity into something and not just, not just for me. Like I wanted to show people that you can do this shit. Like you can build yourself up from the ground. You don't gotta, you know, be begging at a label's door to sign you or, or, you know, just trying to have somebody beg to give you you could build yourself up and actually take it somewhere. That was that was part of it. That was, I would say that was a huge part of it. Just showing people, showing younger artists that you don't gotta chase the next person or the next dope boy that got money for you. You can build your shit up from the ground up and then make your shit worth something. So I would say that's the biggest difference.
1: No doubt So when you look Look to the future You look at 2020 You know What's the big plan Right now For 100 Grand Royce
2: I ain't gonna lie I wanna put out Wild music Like Like all the producers That This is the plan For 2020 All the producers That I work with Should have a project Out for me In 2020 That's my plan I'm I'm knee deep Into it right now I got one for Max But all the producers I work with Is gonna have a project For me That's my goal For 2020 I don't want to do nothing crazy. I just, that's my goal. So when you pull up, whatever type of style you like, I should have an EP with somebody that got that style. That's the goal. Uh,
0: uh, 7.30. Uh, honey grid. Uh. All hundos They say if things ain't clickin' they keep grindin', keep shining. Clock keep ticking, need more timing. Niggas taking shorts on they downs, but they still climbing. Snitches still tellin' on niggas, but not hidin'. For me, I'm still riding, I drive till it's no dread. In the studio so long, how the fuck did he grow crash? Just me and my old head. Talking about how we so different, but still the same. Blowing on Mary Jane, that's how I entertain, just something to entertain. Umbrellas broken, the rain, the best that's in my terrain. Peace to my people, won't say your name. I be in the shadows to save the life for the fame. This for the blunt smokers, gun toters, hoodie to go with the Gucci loafers. Yeah, we at war and they sentin' soldiers. Feel for the world, I carry it on my shoulders. I'm saying I'm strong, not for the song The way they trying to live it is wrong I'm putting on, I might be darn wrong And I'm long gone, trying to be the king From a pawn, I'm using brains of a brawn Might not get the MJ, but I'm okay with LeBron Comfortable nowadays, I stay where I belong Cake moving along, hate making me yawn That's the perfect
1: recipe that'll make me perform Honey, Honey, Craig.